Amen. It's so good to be here tonight, huh? Uh, it's so good to be here. I know I missed this morning for the night. I hate not being here, and I heard it was a great message all this morning. And, but you know, there's going to be a great message tonight. I know that for the fact. It's going to be good enough. I'm going to give you some encouraging words before we get started. I'm going to give you some. We're in Deut Deuteronomy, and uh, you know, the chapter 33. In the chapter 33, you know, this is where uh, there's a great promise made here. And I share a little bit with you right there, you know. Bless you, Lord. Uh, you know, Moses is giving his farewell speech to the 12 tribes of Israel. And uh, he gives some encouraging words. And it's a promise, is what he's saying right here. You know, we need some encouraging words all the time. You know, we need some encouraging words. He's giving us some encouraging words because, you know, this is right before Moses is, is dead. But we're going to go down to verse 27. And in verse 27 it says, The eternal God is our refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thirst out of the enemy from before thee, and shall save, destroy thee. And what he's saying right here. You know, there's a, there's a big word in there. You know, he is a refuge. He is a refuge. And that is a, that's a promise. It's not, you know, he is a refuge. You know, he's got his arms sure he does. around us at all times. Amen. Amen. Just think of a hen, you know, it's got all the little chicks up under. You know, she's got her little arms around them chicks right there. And just like God's got his arms around us right now. Amen. And let's all stand together. I think a great song we can start off with would be 575 in your uh, celebration hymnal. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Let's sing that song right here.
leaning on the everlasting arm. Amen. I bless the peace. It's so good again to be here tonight. I'm gonna call on Brother Patrick. You know, my own youth minister of word prayer. Lord, thank you again for this another day that you Father, we thank the Lord for this opportunity to not separate from the world for a little while. Lord, come together in your house with your people, Lord. Separate ourselves from the world and uplift your holiness. Lord, you would just be with us throughout this service, God. Help us, Lord, to crucify this place. Lord, look up to you, Lord, lift up your holiness. Lord, when the Jew be God, lead God direct and we'll go to the rest of this service. Lord, honor your Lord, Lord, God, help us, Lord, all the parts of the service. Bless the mighty way, bless the speech, he tries to moderate. Lord, bless the Holy Spirit, and let us play on the instrument. God, bless the dust that should follow this life's right and bread us. Your word might go out, your Lord. Lord, it will search hearts and lives. Lord, show us where we stand with you. We might draw closer to you, Lord. Most of all, if there's someone here that's lost and undone, don't know you, pray for us. And help me just ask the Lord to send your spirit by the Lord. Trouble their water, show them where they stand with you. Lord, show them there's a way out. Lord, that they don't have to stay in the shape that they're in. Lord, but the way has already been made. The price has already been paid. Help me just ask the Lord you would just lead God to him throughout the rest of this service. All these things we ask in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Patrick. Thank you, Brother Patrick. You know, we're going to let the Lord lead tonight. If the Lord lead, lay something on your heart, you need to share with us. By all means, it'd be in order. Because, we, you know, we're just going to follow His, his leadership and God. Because I tell you what, you know, we, we serve a great and mighty God. Sure, yeah. We serve a great and mighty God. And we have so much to be thankful for. And if you have anything you'd like to share, by all means, please do that. Please do that. Look at page 318. 318. I believe in he'll call my calendar. Yes. I want you to pay special attention to the ordering on this. Marilyn does a wonderful job. <coughs> so now listen. Now listen Give us the intro.
song in a while, and everybody knows this song. Look over at page 705. 705. It is well on my soul. We're going to sing the first, third, and last verse. First, third, and last.
Thanks y'all so much. I'm gonna ask Bo if you don't mind, would you can you roll up here? We got one uh we're gonna put Bo on the spot right here and uh we're gonna sing a special. And uh looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this. being at church so uh, y'all pray for us and we're gonna we're gonna try this
Amen. What a blessing. Yeah. I tell you, the Spirit has already welcomed you here this evening. There's nothing I can do to welcome you. Boy, I appreciate what I've been able to feel. Brother Bo's our miracle man. And uh, when he came out of surgery and uh, they brought him back in there to recovery, and, and I, I was expecting him to be a little better than he was. And when I saw him, he couldn't do much of anything but mumble. And he was trying to talk to us, and he couldn't hardly say anything. I remember leaving there depressed, even though I'd been praying and praying. And I tell you what, God has done a miracle with him. He's still working on it. And he's got use of his hands and his arms, and he can get his food up to his mouth now. We just believe that one day pretty soon he's going to be up on his feet. God is still in the miracle. I wasn't looking for him here tonight, so boy, it was a big treat when I saw him come down the aisle there. What a blessing uh, that it's been. I want to thank every one of you for being here tonight. Thank all our visitors. I hope really that the Spirit has made you uh, feel welcome here tonight. I, I know that I've been able to feel it and I'm rejoicing in it. Appreciate our preacher brother being here tonight. We love y'all and want you to mind God. Do whatever the Lord has had you to do. And I thought about as we sang uh, a while ago, uh, that it's well with my soul. And I've said this before, but I think about a lot of things in my body that it's not well with. And when, you, when, you, when you get up to our age, and those of you older than me can testify to this more, but when you get up to our age, the doctors continually find little problems uh, with you. Some of them are big problems. And, and uh, I know when I, uh, we ate lunch here today and had a wonderful lunch, and I, and I had plans of going home and doing some bush hogging and some things I need to do around the farm there. And, uh, but I ate me a bait of sweets just before we left. And, and I run my blood sugar way up high. And, and all I wanted to do when I got home, Brother James, was lay down. And I, I was aiming on just taking a little nap, but it ended up being three or four hour nap uh, that I took. But I said that to say this, there's a lot of things with my body today that are not well. I'm sure that my blood sugar was sky high, and they tell me when I go that the A1C is higher than, uh, than they want it to be. I've got a tooth back here that's decayed, and it's starting to bother me, so it's not well. But I'm glad today that with my soul, it's well. And brother, and brother Earl, that's really all that counts, because uh, no matter how I try to take care of this body, uh, it's decaying. It's decaying little by little, getting worse and worse. And, and it'll soon, if the Lord tells you it's coming, it'll go back to the dust of this earth. But I'm glad today that it's well with my soul. Not, Brother Sam, not anything that I've done good for the Lord, but what He's done for me today. And he made my soul well. He did. Uh, he saved it. Amen. And He keeps it. I'm not able to keep my soul, but He keeps it. Amen. And I'm so glad of that today. I want to encourage you, if you're here uh, this evening, and you're struggling with whether you're saved or not tonight. I, I, God doesn't want this to be confusing to you. He's not the author of confusion, but He wants you to know and be certain where you're at with Him tonight. So I want to encourage you tonight that if you feel an uneasiness, and a lot of folks just have to check up every now and then, and it's not embarrassing to come and check up. Every so often, I've had to ask God, 
uh, when I drift away from Him, Lord, help me. I don't even feel Your presence. Am I saved? Amen. And He'll confirm Amen. that to you today. But if you're here tonight and you've never come to know Jesus as your Savior tonight, why don't you come? There's been enough. It pleased God through the foolishness of preaching to save them that are lost today. Amen. And a lot of people consider this food. I pastored a church one time where a lady would come to Sunday school. She was there every, every Sunday morning, Sunday school. Just as soon as Sunday school was over, she didn't leave. Somebody asked her, said, uh, so why do you leave after Sunday school? She said, I believe preaching is foolishness. So to her, it was foolishness. To the world today, it's foolishness. There's a lot of folks out here today that think we're wasting our time being over here at the house of God. But I tell you what, they're not going to convince me. And I've been too blessed this week. Amen. We've heard some good preaching, Brother Roy. We've heard some good singing and testimonies. God is blessing and He's working. Amen. And we're looking forward to continue to work in this service tonight. Testimonies service is open when you came in here. Uh, so we appreciate each and every one of you being here tonight. And take part in this service tonight. Do your part. Uh, Earl Preacher say you may have the key to the service. You may have. Uh, so, so mind God tonight and do what he'd have you do. We're going to turn it back over to Brother Wayne. you got some more songs. Brother Roy, you got one to sing tonight.
Brother Wayne, the best testimony I ever heard in my life was last Sunday with little Landon. And he said, I asked the Lord to come into my heart. And he did. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. What a blessing. <laughs> if you hadn't got the Lord, you ain't got nothing. That's right. You're broke. You're, you're broke. You're in trouble. Yes. I've been slaves about 65 years. And I'm going to tell you something. I've been longer than that than 55. But I, I went down to the altar just as lost as a boy could be barefooted. But the Lord saved me. Yes. He saved me when I left the banks between there and the altar. Yes, sir. I, I bowed. And all I could do is thank Him for saving my soul. I didn't even pray. I was already in trouble. I knew it. But I knew it would take the Lord to get me out of it. Yes. I've been saved ever since. Brother uh, Steve, I'm not lost my salvation. It's well on my soul to see me. Sure. Nothing else. My, my bones is falling apart. But I'm going to tell you something. My soul is rejoicing this evening. It rejoices every day. Every day I live, I'm thankful God let me live this day. And be able to see the sunrise or the whatever, clouds, the rain. I'm going to tell you something. The Lord is the best friend you'll ever know in your lifetime. If you don't find nothing in the world, before you leave, make it right with God and get in the church somewhere where you can work and be happy. There's a place for everybody that's been saved in the house of God. I thought for a long time it's just you just went there and everything was all right, but it's not. He's got something for everybody to do. It don't matter what it is, there's something for us to do. I got a song and I believe your family gave me one time and sent it back uh, Two coats. Yes, sir. That's a good and, and I'm not going to sing it tonight unless they require it. But I'm going to tell you something. I'll never forget that. I thought, well, she just told me she sent it back. You know, she didn't have the words written down. But a day or two later, I got them through the manual. This is how people that God has saved and put together, this is how they do. And they tell you something, it'll be just like a handshake. It's true. That's right. It'll be there. And I appreciate I still appreciate that today. I think I've played music with you a time or two since then, I believe. But I'm going to tell you something. The Lord is good to me. And, and, and I didn't come over here to sing, didn't come over here not to sing, didn't come over here to do anything. Listen, unless the Lord wanted me to. Unless I was asked to do something, I'll do it either way. But uh, Brother Steve, I like this song real as much when God is in you. It's an old song. It's, it's uh, overlooked over by many people anymore. It's not sung much. But it's got a good meaning to it. The Lord, when the Lord puts you in the church, He puts you there to do something. I grant you, you you'll got a job, and if you'll just get out on your knees and pray, He'll let you see what your job is. He's not left anybody out. The little ones, the big ones, old or young, He's got a place for us all in the house of God. Now, I just want to thank you for mine, Brother Steve. Not much, but it's enough for me. What he done for me will carry me across. I'm not worried about that. My soul is well in that. Amen. The Lord is well in my soul in that. I thank you for it. You pray for me. I can't hardly see any more glasses. And I, I need to go out and change, I guess. Uh, Lord, help me. I'll try to get through this. In the heart, I feel now rapping. There's a word. 
the voice of God is calling to the heart is calling you. Does the place you're called to labor seem so small and little known? It is great if God is in it, He will not forget His own. Little is much when God is in it. If you labor not for wealth or fame, there's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Amen. When the conflict here is ended and our race on earth is run, He will say, if we are faithful, welcome home, my child well done. When we enter heaven's portals and our Savior's face we see, cares of life will be forgotten, we'll be happy, glad, and free. Little is much if God is in it, labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Make no difference. I told Francis when I married her, I said, if you don't like this life, don't hook up with me. No, this is a life that I enjoy. Amen. Steve. After after I got back into church around 1980, I've been there ever since, and I'll be there until the day I leave this world. God bless you. Doing what I can, Brother Steve, for the cause, for the sake of other people. Other people need to If you don't know him, find him. He's the best thing for you that you'll ever find. Brother Steve, I want to, I, I just encourage to share something about being saved from Brother shared that because when I was nine years old, I was sitting just where you are. And my daddy was leading singing. We got to the invitation and I looked around at him and he just stopped and said, Go if you feel like it. And I went and fell in the arms of the preacher brother Odell Smith that night. And he said, Son, what you need? And I said, I need the Lord to save me. And when I said that the burden of my heart really yeah. that's all it took it's not a complicated yeah. but when we want that more than anything else the Lord will work yes. and I appreciate you sharing that that was so much like my own testimony I just wanted to share it to thank you so much Amen. 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 anyone else have a testimony I'd like to share yeah. I know Brother Steve this was before but I want to tell you again, it was in 1984, I was living a crazy life. Boy, I guarantee you wouldn't put me out in the mud all of these rambles that I considered mm -hmm. some of those my best friends in the world. But Lord put me up at 11 o'clock one night, and my bedroom was like a chuck eye. My wife didn't know what was going on, but uh, I ain't never figured out how you got the casket in my room. But he got in there and all of a sudden he put me in that thing. Yeah. And I was in like the two, two things bidding for me. And I, the next thing you know, I was out on the bed on the bed. And I, I didn't know how to pray, but I tried. I asked God to forgive me for the life I've been living and come into my life and be my Savior. And just as, just as plain as it can be, 
closed and it went out of my bedroom. And I, I get back in there. I was living a crazy life. But if anybody has any doubts about whether God is real, let's look at this man right here. Amen. I guarantee you, he's, a, he's too been real every time I've talked to him. Amen. Anyone else? Have a testimony, like I said. Just again, just mind the Lord. We don't mind the Lord tonight. to imagine what it's going to be like to see him face to face. Bless your heart. Lord, I just take this to you. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise for it was grace that bought my liberty I do not know just why Christ came to love me so. He looked beyond all my fault and saw my need. I shall forever lift my to view the cross where Jesus died for me. I think we need to sing Amazing Grace. 
where we all have a song in our heart to sing, and by God's grace, we can do that. And we're going to sing to our Lord, amazing grace.
pray for this preacher while he comes. He's poured his heart out to us all week. And then you just pray so God will hide behind the cross. And the harder you pray, the better he'll preach. Book of Acts, chapter number 27. Acts chapter 27. Thankful for the Spirit of the Lord. Thankful for what we are made to feel in the Spirit. There's a difference, Brother James, you've said it many times. There's a difference in spirit and emotion. Emotion don't bring the spirit, but the spirit can bring emotion. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Brother Bo, it's good to see you tonight. We stick with Beth, you're here. Acts chapter 27. Now, where we're at in the scripture, uh, the Apostle Paul was in a bit of a conflict over in the synagogue, and the Jews was about to, to rip him in half over the conflict, and the Romans rescued him. And after that, he never was a free man again, best I can tell. There's different opinions on that. But where we pick up in the 27th chapter, Paul is on his way to Rome. He's on a boat. They've, uh, they've had a little bit of contrary wind, and they stopped at an island called the Fair Havens, and they decided it was a good idea, as we'll read, to, to keep on going, even though Paul, I'm assuming being led of the Lord, told him not to. But from the ninth verse here, we, we're going to pick up, and I'm going to skip a little bit tonight, but I want to look at the thought about surviving the storm. Surviving the storm. Ninth verse, the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. Now when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be, will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading of the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenix and there to winter, which is a haven of Crete that lies toward the south, at west, and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had attained their purpose, losing thence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurycline. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running, a running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, straight sail, and were so driven. And being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from grief, and to have gained this harm and loss. I now exhort you to be of good cheer, for there should be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, Say, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Sirs, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told unto me, howbeit we must be cast on a certain island. 
surviving the storm. Paul finds himself in the middle of a raging storm. Now obviously that's a symbol and figurative for the storms of life. And if you're not in a storm of life right now, you're going to be in one soon. There's either two ways, right? There's either you're in it or you're going into it. Now the storms of life, sometimes those storms are of our own making. Sometimes our own foolishness. Sometimes our sins take us to situations that are really bad for our health and really bad for our outcomes and really bad for our being. There's storms of life that just because we live in a fallen creation, you are going to get sick. It's going to happen. You're going to die. You're going to age. There's accidents. There's tragedies that happen simply because we live in a world that is fallen. That's not perfect. It's touched by sin. And however we try to avoid it, those storms are coming. But then there are storms. There are times where the Lord will take His people through these situations. And you have no idea why they happen. No understanding of what's going on. You, now look, Paul is exactly, did you see that? Paul is exactly where God wants him to be. The Lord had a plan to take him to Rome and he's going to preach in the nation, the heart of the, the, heart of the empire of Rome. The Lord had that plan. He was on the boat, headed that way. And out of the blue, a storm hits Rage hadn't saw the light of day for two weeks. Paul was in the middle of that. Not of his own making. Just simply that's the way the Lord led him. Amen. I thought of the disciples a lot. The Lord Jesus said, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. Doing exactly what the Lord wanted to do. And the storm come up and they said, we're about to sink because of the storm. Exactly where God wanted them to be. Amen. Sometimes in life, the Lord is going to lead us through the storms. The Lord is going to take you through something that you don't want to be in. Something bad, something rough. Some waters are going to shake and get rough in your life. Amen. I want to talk to us about surviving, though. To a degree, it don't matter much about what's going on. Now, if it's your own sin, you better get that fixed and get out of it. But most of the time, it don't matter whose fault it is or what's going on. You're in the storm. And in the moment of the storm, you need to survive. Now, surviving the storm. This is not the most spiritually deep statement you've heard today. you got to seek help from the Lord. Amen. Now here we see. You have, let me stop. You, you say that that's, well, I've wasted my time coming over here. But let me tell you, that's a simple statement. But that's a hard thing to do. It was in short supply on that boat. They was doing everything they could. And Paul was the only one seeking help from the Lord. You quoted, was it last night, about the song that says, Oh, what grief we all, oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Look at the contrast here between the Apostle Paul and the worldly, ungodly men on this boat. They were in this situation based upon their worldly wisdom. They said, well, the wind changed, so I guess it's safe to sail. It looked good. It looked fine at the moment. Living by chance, let's go out and say it. And worldly wisdom and advice with flesh had caused him to get in the storm. And it is amazing to me how many people are born again and saved and members of the church and want to seek help in the storms from some worldly tool of flesh and some worldly thing instead of seeking help from the Almighty God who can help you as it is. Amen. We see We've seen the Google experts. We've seen the Christian counselors during this pandemic that has tried to tell us how to handle things. But in the deep down situation, they can't solve a single thing. And you know nothing on your own. 
Amen. Thank God Paul saw the one who knew what was going on. Amen. There's a difference. They go on down. Look how foolish they acted. If I, now, I don't know much about a sailboat or nothing at all, but it seemed like to me it's foolish to be throwing the tackle overboard. Right? They got scared. They were on an island. They were pretty safe. Well, we might have a problem here. And out of their fear, and out of their panic, and out of their emotion, they started making some really dumb decisions. Maybe when the storm comes, you can't trust your emotions. You can't trust what's in your mind. You can't trust your first reaction. There is no such thing. I don't care what anybody says about going with your gut and going with your heart. Amen. There's the Holy Spirit that can lead you. But the mind of man and the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. And if you trust the wisdom of your flesh and what you're thinking and feeling, you're going to seek your shit. That's right. You're going to seek it. Amen. But here comes Paul. The Scripture says after a long abstinence. Hadn't heard from Paul in a while. Now, I don't say this, but it don't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Paul had been seeking the Lord. Paul had been down there by himself in the belly of the ship seeking God's guidance and God's help. Amen. In the middle of the storm, seek the person that can help you. Seek the one with the answer. Seek the one who controls the winds that you're in. Amen. In the middle of the storm, if you want any hope of surviving, you better seek the Lord's help. Amen. In the middle of the storm, cling to some hope. Cling to some hope. But after a long abstinence, Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Fear not. Now, the ungodly done lost their hope. The scripture tells us that after 14 days, they had seen the had not seen the sun, they had not seen the stars. You understand that's how they navigated, right? They didn't have a compass, they were watching the stars. And the ungodly said, All hope that we should be saved was gone. And folks, I've been right there with them. In the middle of the ocean, had to still have to know where I'm at, don't know what side's up. I've been in storms like that too sometimes. Where life has thrown something at me, I don't know up, down, or sideways because of what's happening around me. But in the middle of those, no matter what's raging, the Apostle Paul said, be a good cheer. Amen. The child of God has always got hope no matter how bad the storm is raging. Now I'm not talking about positive thinking or motivational speaking. Paul says, look, we in storms not going to end right now. Paul spoke to him about day three or day four, right? And the storm raged for at least ten more days before it ever broke. I'm not saying seeking the Lord. I'm not saying seeking hope is going to stop the storm in your life immediately. That's not that's a false doctrine. There are storms that we face today that may rage for a long time. Amen. In fact, there are storms you face that may hurt you for the rest of your life, and they may never be fixed. Amen. But the child of God always has hope that somewhere, someday, the storm is going to end. One day the storm will pass by and the thunder will sound no more. The clouds will roll forever from the sky. Amen. We're looking for that day. And we've got to hope that this world is not all we have. But we're going to a land where the clouds don't come, where the storms don't rise and the winds don't blow. We have hope of God in that. Sure. Amen. Paul said, be a good cheer. He was looking beyond the clouds and beyond the stars. He was looking to the master of the sea for his guidance, his understanding. Amen. Amen. There's hope. 
that it's going to end. But listen to me. And don't overlook this. There's a hope of healing. There's a hope of healing. Amen. That life can throw stuff at you. That storms can come. That'll hurt you for the rest of your life. That you'll never get over down here. But I think about it. I'm going to go up here and read it because I can't quote it exactly. But you know what old Peter said, don't you? That after you've suffered a while, but the God of all grace, who hath called us to eternal glory, after that you have suffered a while, shall make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and sell you. You know what make you perfect means? That was the word in the Greek for setting a bone. And when they break the bone, that was the Greek word for putting it back in place. Amen. He's going to be in what's broken. He's going to fix it. Sure. There, and, I, and I'm convinced of this. There's not a problem of life. There's not a storm that can do anything to you that hell is not going to fix. Amen. Amen. Everything Amen. it will fix. If it's sickness, you have a new body and be healed. If you've lost the love and thank God, we'll see him again on the great resurrection morning. If it's a tear in your eye, the hand of God, the scripture says will wipe them away. Amen. If he can't fix it, you won't remember it anyways. Amen. Heaven's going to fix the problems of life. We have hope that someday after a while the storm will end, but we have hope that he's going to solve it and fix the things alive. In the middle of the storm, cling to that hope. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hopelessness. Don't wallow around in depression and self-pity because the Lord will fix what's broken in your life. Amen. Amen. In the middle of the storm, understand that there's service on the other side of it. 26 verse. Paul says, How be it, we must be cast upon a certain island. You read the 28th chapter, y'all see the story, right? They land on, it calls it Melina, the scripture. It's an island of Malta off the coast of Greece out there. They land on that island. And the scripture says the barbarous people, the pagans, didn't know the word of God. But they stayed there three months. That's where the snake bit Paul and he threw it off in the fire and didn't die. He worked miracles among them. He preached the gospel to them. That on that island, they saw it. Now listen, the Lord used a literal storm to take Paul to where he wanted him to be. Sure, that was not in the direct path to Rome. They wasn't going to stop there. But that's where the Lord wanted him. So the storms of life <laughs> equipped Paul for service on that island. The storm of life grew Paul, I believe. Here he was on the boat. The ungodly lost their hope. They give up. But the Apostle Paul was at his best. Amen. The Lord was working on him. He comes out with a message. Be a good cheer. Amen. Sometimes the storms of life are equipping us to serve the Lord. Amen. They don't mean he's not displeased with you ever storm. It don't mean you're not useful for the Lord. But it means the Lord very well may be growing his people. We know the song that God on the mountain is good God in the battle. Sometimes down in the valleys is where you learn about the Lord the most. Sometimes down in the valley is where you make the strongest spiritual gain in your life. Unless y'all are different than me. I, I, if it's good all the time, I get pretty lazy. If it's good, you talk about not preaching. If I don't have the revival to prepare for, if I don't have to worry about what's coming up the next Sunday, I might not read my Bible as much. But when you throw me to the heat of the fire, then you'll draw us to the Lord. I pray more 
in the storm. I seek the Lord more in the storms. Amen. We need the storms of life to grow and progress as a child of God. That's where the leaps and bounds of growth happen. Amen. A service on the other side of your storm. And the Lord may very well be using that to prepare you to help somebody else. I don't go into example after example, but we've seen people who, for instance, have lost a child. Terrible, horrible situation. But when it's over, there's such a great comfort for somebody else has lost one. Amen. The Lord may be preparing you to help somebody else in their journey. Amen. Surviving the storm. Cling to hope. Service on the other side. And I, and I don't want to be too harsh here, but I do want to read the end of this scripture. So they stayed on the boat and just pretty much give up. And took the rudder off and just said, well, where are we going to end up? We're going to end up. And they come up to an island, and the ship is going to be run aground. And listen to this uh, 43rd verse. They were going to kill all the prisoners lest they escape. But the centurion willing to save Paul kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship, and so it came to pass that they all escaped safely to the shore. Sometimes to survive the storm, you've got to fight your way out of it. Amen. Hey, it's easy, easy to wallow in self-pity. It's easy to say, God, why me? It's easy to say, Lord, why am I in this situation? The Lord brought them close enough to the island, but he didn't pick a single one of them up and set it on it, did he? says they swam. Amen. Sometimes, and I think it's polite, sometimes you've got to put your big boy, big girl pants on and get up and fight your way out of your situation. Amen. Survive. Survive. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will cheer you. The Lord will give you hope. The Lord will strengthen you. But sometimes you've got to get up and get out and fight your way out yourself. Amen. The question is not if the storms are going to come in your life. The storms are going to come. The question is, are you going to survive? And I didn't go into this, but I will. There is, I, I've been preaching about 20 years, and there is a dramatic difference in how people who have grounded their life in church handle storms. And how people who have not grounded their life in church handle storms. One group it destroys more times than not. The stories their home, the stories their life, the stories their walk with the Lord. Amen. But I've seen folks face stuff. Yeah. Brother, you know, I wouldn't want to face. Yeah. Don't know that I could, but I've seen them face it. Yeah. And I've seen them come out, try this fire, shining like gold yeah. on the other side of the storms. Yeah. Amen. And that don't just happen. That happens because they prepared beforehand yeah. to survive the storms of life. Yeah. Amen. There's one coming for you. You may be in one tonight. Are you going to survive or is it going to ruin your spirit? Give us a song there tonight. Brother. You stand together. Survive. Five forty-three. Five forty-three. For the storm passes by.
Well, I haven't been through the one yet. Just hang on. Not being a prophet of doom or trying to discourage you. But that's part of life because we're in a fallen world. Storms are coming. You may be in the midst of one right now. You're, you're throwing the tackling off the ship. You're doing everything carnally that you know how to do to try to get this, try to get help. But you're not going to get help unless you seek the Lord. It's Paul. The Lord's leadership in this guy. He was the only one on that boat that knew anything about God. Because he was on it, the rest of them were saved. I'm gonna try to sing this little song and you you pray for us while we try. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship upon the sea. Thou who rulest wind and waters, stand by me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. In the midst of tribulation, stand by me. When the host of hell assails and my strength begins to fail, thou who never lost the battle, stand by me. Amen. In the midst of persecution, stand by me. In the midst of persecution, stand by me. When I've done the best I can, and my friends misunderstand, thou who knowest all about me, stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. My mama said, I don't want to be a burden on nobody. I said, Mama, you're not. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When my life becomes a burden, and I'm nearing chilly Jordan, over the Let's sing the third verse. Sing this third verse. Why don't you come? Don't fight this storm yourself. Let's sing. Boy. 